are y'all enjoying this like spring weather that we're having? That's like where it's in the like 40s in the morning and then like 80s in the afternoon. I mean, it is resulting in more yard work, so I'm not a huge fan mm -hmm. of it. You homeowners. I, I think mostly because I don't think we raked at all <laughs> fall and winter. We just went fine. And it was an enormous amount of leaves <laughs> that we put away. Um, you know, T Tara kind of just like, she's like, hey, do you want to do, do this? And I'm like, I'm editing. I'm working on work. I'm doing this, this, or this. And she's just like, okay. And then, like, I come downstairs. I'm like, hey, you're ready to go do that stuff? She's like, oh, no, I went ahead and did it. Like, mm -hmm. most of the time she just goes and we have plants that died during the freeze. And we talked to uh, our friend Travis who, like, is it you know knows a lot of stuff about plants i think he does architectural landscape yes we talked about travis a few episodes ago he gave suggestions like about stuff it was like oh those are all dead like everything we sent <laughs> pictures of and we're like yeah okay um so we had to dig up this stuff and literally it was how it was tara did some work did we we did we both did some yard work we both took a shower to, um, like, get ready for we were going to go out and see some people. We went on, like, a big dog walking group with Lady and all our friend, all my friends from the D&D &D group. And she took a shower, got dressed. I took a shower. And between her getting dressed and ready to go and during the time I was taking a shower, I come out and I'm like, where are you? She's like, I went ahead and dug up that stuff. I'm like, you just took a shower to like because of the raking the leaves and everything she's like ah, i got sick of it and like there she was like in her you know defense she's like yep they're up and it was like a psychid so it was like one of those big palm looking things mm -hmm. like it was not super easy to do on her own she was like she just gets her, this thing in her head about like i need to do this work and it gets done so i call that getting a wild hair about you when you're like yeah you can't like you. I, I have to. I have to do this, and and it, I won't stop until it's done. I, I get that more. Like most recently, I misplaced something when I moved to Austin. I misplaced something somewhere in the move, and it was like kind of irreplaceable. And I, I like woke up one day and I was like, "Today I'm finding it." <laughs> and it was like I looked in every bag I had, every pocket, every zippered thing, and I found it. I found it. But I was it, like, I shall not rest until I have found it. It's a thing with. ADHD people, I've read a lot of places where sometimes the reason we don't get stuff done is we have a hard time, like... Shifting to... It's like, well, it's more of, if you can't do it perfectly, you don't want to start something mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes that's my avoidance of, like, well... Or when I do something, it's like, when Tara's like, hey, clean this room, she comes upstairs, and, like, everything's been moved out of the room. <laughs> and I'm like really doing a big mm -hmm. clean and everything gets moved back in. And I think sometimes that's me. I'm like, well, I'll get to it a sec because I need to like focus and get ready. And Tara's just like, nope. And it's like done. And I'm like, okay, great, yep. great. Um, tra Travis being kind of your plant guru reminds me of the, we, my parents and I have a, a back, had a back alley neighbor um, named Perry, very beloved. Um, and he uh, was just like, a wonderful gardener any type of plant where people are like that plant's not made for this climate perry will make it work and he would <laughs> my, my mom on the other hand i think she's okay with me saying this um more, more of a brown thumb you know um i i, yeah. I do think mom i will say i think you've gotten a lot better but i would say it, it took a lot for my mom to find her groove and find the plants that like you know she she really like could tend to well and so she would this is back before people had big trash cans. She would just put the like the dead plants out with the trash in the back alley, and Perry would rescue them and nurse them back to health, and then bring them back to my mom sometimes to be like Kathy, That's like impressive. And but then occasionally my mom, like he would often be like, "Come see the new things I have in my garden," and he would be like, "And that's that plant you threw out last October," and he would like show. <laughs> but one day he like rang the doorbell, and he was standing there holding a dead plant, and he said, "I'm sorry, I couldn't save this one." <laughs> And it's just I love like, that he brought it back to her and your mom's like, that's why I put it in the trash <laughs> in the first place. It's, but it's like he felt like he had to give my mom an update. Like he would either give the plant back to my mom or like put it in his own garden. And he was just felt the need to be like, I must be honest. I could not save this one. Um, like the doctor in a drama coming to the family where it's like, I have some bad news. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, but you might think this is kind of cool. Um, there's apparently a pot you get now uh for like indoor plants and it tell and it's got like a little digital face on it 
and it tells you the status of the plant inside, like if it needs water, if it's doing well, or this, based on like, and it like looks angry or happy or whatever. <laughs> and it's supposed to be like a Tamagotchi or whatever. It's oh my like gosh. Kind of that stuff where it's like, feed me. And you're like, oh, okay. And you feed your plant and knows. I do feel like I'm getting some Instagram ads for an app where you put in the type of plant that you have and it tells you like how often you need to water it. And it sends you reminders like, oh, you last watered your snake plant last Wednesday. It's time to water it again. And like that sort of thing. And I think checks in. I'm like, I'm good. I, I do want to get some plants at some point, but um, I'm, I'm good. Anyway. I know you don't have ads for Hulu. Do you have mm -hmm. any streaming services or anything where you see ads? It's funny you say that. I currently have a free month of Paramount Plus, and mm. I'm, I used it to watch the Harry and Meghan Oprah interview, but then I'm binging The Good Fight because I can only watch it on Paramount Plus. And for the first season of The Good Fight that I binged, yes, I had ads, and I have not had ads since. Like, I didn't buy the commercial-free one. So maybe I will know what ads you're referring to. <laughs> There's one right now that really busts my chops and it's like this thing that's like the internet started, you know, however many years ago and that's when we put government regulations in and we haven't changed them since. Isn't it time to have better, smarter government regulations? And then at the bottom it's like paid for by Facebook and I'm like, you can get out of here. But like Facebook has a huge push for like, let's re-regulate the internet, which, you know, I... Don't I think the less government regulation on the internet, the better, and the better it works for. You know, the the problem with free information is that's kind of some of the stuff that happens with the uh, what happened with the fake news election cycles and things like that. Mm -hmm. But Facebook certainly is not someone I want at the forefront of government regulation. Yeah, yeah Facebook is not something that I think we need to ease up on in terms of accountability. Yes, so exactly. Uh, but speaking of Facebook, I am very grateful that uh lots of my friends complained about their parents on facebook and like one of my friends just announced she's pregnant and she had to like tell her mom what she couldn't say on facebook she was, she was like you cannot post bump photos of me if i send you a photo of my of me you like you do not have my permission to post that on facebook like you like they're not finding out the gender and she's like please do not bemoan the fact that we're not finding out the gender on face anyway it just made me very grateful that my parents are not on facebook well my mom is but she is not active so that also you know led me to leads me to our first episode oh my god about parents gracious. embarrassing you uh hi seattle <laughs> these two episodes what two what a Ugh, what a pair of episodes to just have yeah, in a row. Yeah, in a <laughs> row. Like, I watched the first one and I was like, hello, Seattle, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. We get together and bemoan Frasier episodes like the two we're going to watch today. Um, yes, I watched the first one and it was like office episodes. I typically skip levels of like, I had to like pause it and go do something else like I, it has been a long time since I haven't been able to sit through an episode. Like, typically, if it's a little bit boring, maybe I'll check something on Facebook. Uh, but this one was flat out, like, I had to pause it and be like, no, I can't. I can't. There are parts that I was just like, I can't go on with this episode. Mm -hmm. And I had to come back later. They were not good. They are episodes that did not age well at all. And right. I... I feel like, well, let's get into the first episode, Out With Dad, season yeah. seven, episode 15. I have a note at the very end of my notes for this episode that says, oh, I get the title now. <laughs> like, I didn't oh, think about it until the end. Oh, <laughs> I, I just went, oh, Out With Dad. Well, because I saw it at the beginning. It wasn't like I was constantly seeing the title the whole time and not putting it together. I saw the title. He goes, oh, he's probably going to go Out With Dad. And for a long time, it's just that. It's Frazier. And I'll read the mm -hmm. thing here in a sec. But it's just Frazier doing that before it becomes the other side. When I saw it again as it went, you've been watching this episode. Next episode, this time I went, so, oh. So I will say, I didn't really, I didn't remember this episode. Um, but I just read the one-sentence synopsis on Hulu. And I was like, oh, oh, I get the title. Funny. Uh, Frazier's new girlfriend thinks Martin is gay and tries to set him up with her uncle. That's pretty good. Pretty accurate. Except I think calling her Frazier's new girlfriend is pretty forward. Yeah, that is uh, jumping ahead a few steps. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so it's the the crux of the episode is well the episode starts it's Valentine's Day Niles is standing Fraser up 
to go out with Mel, who's decided to skip a, com- a conference she was going to go to. And so Fraser takes Martin with him to the opera, particularly so he can finally chat with the woman in the box across the way because they've been eyeing each other for, you know, a while, which also really resonates with me because I just bought a subscription to the Broadway series in Austin. And it's like, I have the, it's like, I have the second Thursday of every, every time a new show comes to town, the same seat. And I'm like, am I going to become friends with the people that sit around me? Cause we'll all just be seeing musicals together. I was more excited when I thought this story was going to be about an opera hookup you had. I was like really waiting for like... The only time I've been to opera was field trips in junior high. And that would have been very inappropriate. You were like, you were like, it was Deflator Mouse. I was very excited. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I, uh, I, have you ever been to like a large scale event and like met someone there that you weren't like, you didn't go with a group like you just like, I mean, not like, like a concert, like a, where you're actually walking around or like an outdoor concert, but something like that where you're like, we're going to go to the play. We're going to sit down. And then it's like, Ooh, that person, Oh, they're making eyes back at me. Like this scenario was just, well, I don't know. But, but again, it's that they see each other consistently because they have tickets for the same night. They have, fair, fair, fair. and and you're, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I could be this person because like, I will have tickets for the same night of a show in the same seat with the same people around me, like for every time I go to see one of the shows Mm -hmm. that's part of my subscription. So like, no, but I've also never couldn't, I mean, I've just never been in that scenario. So you know what? Ask me in a year folks when I introduce (laughs) you to my new best friend or, you know, my husband. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We were Um, sitting next to each other at Wicked and he passed me a tissue during for good. So (laughs) is Wicked something coming this season? I was going to ask if you had any things you were looking forward to. Uh, I do think it's coming this weekend. Yeah. I mean, Hamilton's coming. Not not this weekend, this season. Um, It's coming. And so Mm. is Hamilton and people are going to ask me what else is coming. And I don't remember. (laughs) Right, right, right. The only things I remember are the shows that I've seen. Yeah. So any they they end up like chatting with this woman during intermission and mm-hmm. she's there with her mother and Fraser is like dad like don't embarrass me don't do anything to ruin this for me. So he he and the woman leave to go get champagne at the bar and leave Martin and the mom to chat and I so I I I'm, I'm curious as to your thoughts on this. Had he not had to continue the charade Martin being like, yeah, sure. When she was like, oh, you're not interested in going out with me because you're gay. Right. I, I was like, that's, he's never going to see this woman again. He doesn't want to hurt her feelings. Like, it's kind of like a lie to save face. And like, everyone goes on their merry way. The fact that it had to continue, I was then like, ooh. Yeah. Well, so I kept going back and forth with this episode because I liked that he was like, she's like, oh, you're gay. And he goes, Yeah, sure, that's it. Like, I like that Martin was like, sure, whatever. But then, like, his interpretation of, like, what a gay person is, when he was like, oh, I love this, and, like, kind of trying to be Frasier-esque about it was a little, was, 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 you know, it was diminishing. I didn't like, and it's also hard watching it knowing that uh, John, what's his last name? John Mahoney. Mahoney. I did this, like, weird combination of Mulaney and Mahoney. It was like Mulvaney. I'm like, that's not it. Uh, but th- th- John Mahoney is a, a, a gay man himself or, or, or was thought to be. Was it was he I, out I, or was he just... I, I think it was something where he was out to just like those very close to him. I, I think it is widely right. considered... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was not, not a rumor. I don't think it even rose to that level, but I think it was people, if asked, confirmed it, but he never really talked about it. He was just it. very private about it. Yeah, yeah. so that's but, something I really struggled with that was like an, the extra, that was like the cherry on top of the Sunday of issues I had with this was not only the very, I'd say stereotypical and demeaning mannerisms and behavior that he had, but also knowing that he's right. gay in real life. Like, I'm like, did you have a problem with the way this was being written? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you so used to this basically in terms of being a gay man in Hollywood and seeing how gay characters are portrayed on TV? Like, cause this was still like 2000. So it's not like, I, I don't yeah, know, yeah, Will, yeah. Will and Grace had, maybe just started like a few years prior so which i mean i can't speak to it because it's been a million years since i've seen like the one episode of will and grace i've seen so i don't know like how well that stands up i mean that was probably a big push forward but is still you know i i'd say like, it, 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 it probably it was a net positive but definitely has highs and lows yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know that just and then of course we double down on it when he pretends to be dating Niles. So there's another gay man who is yeah. kind of. I mean, 
I will say the Nile stuff made me laugh a lot. I think that was probably my favorite chunk because, you know, it's not just that Niles is gay. It's like, why is my father pretending we're dating? Like, what is going on? And then him finding out and then getting out of it was amusing. Like, I, I don't know. I it, It's weird to me that, like, I, I guess uh, 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 Martin was the, the majority of, of this farce within the episode and Niles was, was just a chunk of it, but it felt like Niles had more agency over, like, like uh, David Hyde Pierce had more agency over like what happened, or at least it was less offensive in my opinion. It's, it's funny is not the right word, but so Frasier, the, the show's gone to this well before where people have to pretend that there's something they're not and have like a charade going but they've done it so much better. Like in the episode from season, I think three, the two Mrs. Cranes mm-hmm. where they all pretend we're like Niles and Daphne pretend they're married and Roz and Frazier have to pretend that they're married and that Roz is Maris because Daphne's old boyfriend comes to visit and right. and Martin says he's an astronaut and everything like that. Is, it, they've just done it in such a much less, I think insulting way that well, they've also done the confusing, like someone for being gay thing. And I think a better yes, way, like the matchmaker, you know, with- Exactly. And then even like, not quite as well, but I think better when there was the one character in the cabin who was... Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. And then this one was just, I mean, it was just, and it was Martin and like, I I hate when Martin, when they portray Martin as probably who Martin would be a, a Seattle cop in, his, you know, in the year 2000 and the retired Seattle cop would probably not have the best uh, opinions of certain things, but like... Also, I, I just, it's just a bummer. It's just a bummer, man. Yeah, it was, it was an episode that, um, while it had <clears throat> lots of things that I, that I wrote down, notes that I wrote down for the most part, not really about, um, not really about the crux of the episode. I managed mm-hmm. to find little silver linings that I enjoyed in the episode. But yeah, writ large, I was not the biggest fan of, um, yeah. Of this episode at all there was there was a line that kind of went out that i just saw in here there's a part where um they're saying you didn't know he was gay and he goes there he's english they all seem gay and there was no laugh track to that there was like maybe a little bit like of one person in the audience but like it just went by like it wasn't a joke and i was like well that's weird you wouldn't go back and re-record it get the audience laughing or pipe some in like why did that just go by so quickly? Like that was an okay thing to say. It was, that, that, that does remind me of a song that I, I do enjoy from the musical Legally Blonde, um, the, the stage musical called Gay or European. Mm-hmm. And if you know the crux, if you know the story of Legally Blonde, there, there's somebody who's lying on the stand saying they had an affair with somebody and, they, and, and then they find out that, that the person on the stand was gay. So is gay. So they're not having an affair with this person. And, um, Anyway, it's the, it's them speculating like if this person's gay, and it's, I don't. The, I think the song is very clever, but it's not so uh, painting with such a broad brush of being like, oh, all English sound gay. Yeah, it's just like yeah. Europeans are so much more cultured than us and so much more into fashion. So you could meet a man from Europe and just not be sure. Well, I will say this doesn't excuse it because I hate the thing of like a gay person said this, so it's okay to be you know whatever. It, it speaks for all homosexuals. But uh, you ever watch a Graham Norton show? I think we've talked about it. I have watched one episode, and I always want to watch more. There is one where they do gay or gay or European in the audience, where someone stands up and like he doesn't know, and the guests don't know. And they talk about it, um, and, and I, you know, like he's a gay man, so I feel a little oh, bit Graham better Norton about is? like yeah, I, okay. you know, it's also the joke is how they do the joke because mm-hmm. they're. You know, if you do gay or European, it's like, European sure is gay. It's like, well, that's not good. But if it's like, sometimes, you you know, I don't know. Like, I'm not qualified to make these decisions, of course. But, mm-hmm. I, you know, the joke, a, a joke when one place can be done better and less offensively somewhere else. And it doesn't make the previous joke okay, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Did you, speaking of the English uncle whose name I can't remember, was it Edward? Edward, yes. Do you know who that was? No, I didn't. He didn't trigger anything for me. The the voice didn't didn't give you a little tickle. Uh, the, well, I mean, I love a British accent, so it's the voice of Ro- Disney's Robin Hood. Oh, okay, that does, I've seen Robin Hood a very very small amount of times, oh, like okay. perhaps twice. So that doesn't. Well, uh, I, I, that's one of my favorite Disney movies. So oh. I'm so excited for that. Um, and I forgot who the girlfriend was, but I Marg wanted to talk Helgenberger? about it. Marg Helgenberger. Okay, if 
was on CSI. Does not look like a Marg Helgenberger to me. Like that does not look like or Marge Marge <laughs> Helgenberger maybe. Um, she's uh, she was on CSI for like ever. Uh, she's stunning, and when I think if I go. Picture Marge Helgenberger. <laughs> it feels like the woman who follows around the princess in uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Like, that's what I think of when I think of, like, Marge Helgenberger. I mean, uh, okay. Uh, I guess because as long as I've known know that actress, I've known her name. So, but yeah, she was on CSI for a very long time. She was also, I first saw her on ER. She had a bit of a guest arc on ER. Um, mm. Also, not the most flattering hairstyle for her. She has looked much more attractive in ER and on CSI. So I didn't think it looked too bad. It definitely looked dated. It was. It, I, I think, think it, it made it her look off. a lot older than I think she. Yes. Than I've seen her look when she was older. So well, that was yeah. The other thing is the you know she looks better in her IMDb picture now. But like you know, if anybody could pull off that haircut, it's Marge, Marge Helgenberger. Helgenberger. Helenberg or Helgen? Is it, it? You just had her IMDb page up. Is there a G in her last? I mean, is it Helgenberg? No, or it's, it looks like Marg, and it looks like Hel G E N H E L G E N B E R G E R. Yeah, it I think it's Helgenberg. Looks, it looks like a made-up name for like it's, just it's, a. It sounds a little like Swedish or Dutch. Oh, it, it absolutely is. It's like, just, oh, it, I'm Mark Helgenberger. No, I just made her sound be. like she was from Fargo. So, did you um, know that? Jake G- Gyllenhaal, his last name is actually pronounced like Yilienhaal or something like oh, that. Oh, I totally, be- I totally believe that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole Conan thing I saw on YouTube about it, whereas he was like, he like Conan made fun of his name like that. He goes, "Cause you're Swedish." And he goes, "That's actually how you pronounce it." <laughs> He's like, "Everyone else does it wrong." <laughs> no, I. So when I when I was in Amsterdam, I like don't know how one learns Dutch because it's like you see you see a word. That you're like, oh, I think I could sound that word out. And then they, when they say it, you're like, I have, nope, that's not at all. <laughs> nope. Nope. I just, I just was like, thank goodness that every tram I get on has a screen telling me what the next stop is. Because they would be like, Offenstoffen, Offenstoffen. <laughs> every yeah. stop sounded like that, except for like museum plots. <laughs> and I was like, okay. We had a layover in uh, Denmark coming back from Italy. And I remember looking at the signs being like, no clue. Like, <laughs> like if they didn't have a... English translation next to it. I was like, nope, no idea. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna need the little man symbol to let me know this is a bathroom. Um, okay, yeah. so just a few things that I had like some just some LOLs and some like chuckles over. Um, I love that Roz said for Valentine's Day, not only does she normally have a date, she usually has the second seating. I just love the thought of Roz That's going to like a five thirty dinner and an eight thirty dinner. Um, that Niles and Fraser have seat dusters at the Oscar. I have that in opera. big. Yeah, I have that in capital letters, number one note. Seat duster. And I actually tried looking like at opera, like box seats of random opera houses to see if seat dusters was something that was like offered. I was like trying to find any information of seat dusters were an actual thing. Uh, I, I really enjoy when uh, Niles, or even Niles says this to Frazier. Frazier says this to Niles. I think Niles says it to Frazier like, that that is night at the opera is full of cellophane crinklers <laughs> in his box, yes. and I just Sounds I really enjoyed one. that because of course they'd be the ones who get really upset about that. Um, I I want to real quick. How have we not had this Valentine's joke until this episode? Why did it take till season seven? Oh, that's a great the, point. I love you, Valentine. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Um, I also love that he, when he, Frazier comes home and Daphne and Roz are crying at the movies and he kicks them out. He's like, I don't want her to think I'm running a maudlin sorority house. Um, I would say a maudlin sorority house would be my sorority house after some Grey's Anatomy episodes back when I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the only other thing I wrote down was, uh, that cut uncle Edward has three Jack Russells. <laughs> and yes. I was like, good Lord. <laughs> okay. So we all know Leo's not a typical Jack Russell. He's barely left this couch all day. But I follow some Jack Russell accounts on Instagram, and there's one where the woman has like four or five, and it is it like insanity. I mean, assuming he also lives in downtown Seattle, that seems like he that's a that's a crazy apartment. Yeah, yeah, like the zoomies that those dogs go on, and like the constant <laughs> like barking and just energy, like yeah. And then I've got my little sedated dog over here. Um, okay, are we ready, ready to rate this episode? Well, I want to bring up one more thing just because it really, another thing that bummed me out. And that was the fact that like, I like the idea that like, for like the sentiment they were trying to get across that Martin would do things he didn't want to do for Fraser's benefit. I liked, but the idea that he was like, I'll drive this gay person home. Like 
you're gonna be fine. It's gonna be a car ride with a person. But they played it out like, I'll do it. I'll fall on this sword. I was like, come yeah. on, Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. It was really, like, just dehumanizing in a way I didn't like. And for that reason, uh, I'm a, I think I'd give this one, like, three. Like, it was legitimately hard to watch. And there were just a few things I thought were funny. And I would say three um, seat dusters. I don't really have another good one because I don't think I paid a lot of attention to the, like, to the details of this. Yeah. I, um, I would give it – so it's funny. Before you said three, I was looking at my notes and I was like, I'm going to give it a three, which I think is perhaps the lowest I've given a Frasier episode. Um, I'm going to yeah. give this a three as well. Three champagne uh, – flutes of champagne, which they didn't finish. I know it's TV <laughs> and, like, everything, but it really bothered me because I'm like, I know how much – champagne is like at intermission of a musical or something it's like 18 dollars for a glass so i'm just like no you finish yes. that <laughs> anyway the next the next one is the one where niles feels very guilty correct yes yes okay so this next um, one uh episode 16 is called something about dr mary which this title took me a second to realize until I thought, oh, 2000, there's something about Mary had probably come out recently. So they yes. thought they were being clever. I was like, 20 years later, no one knows that that's what you're referring to. Uh, when Roz takes a vacation, Frazier hires Mary, a producer fresh out of training, to fill in for the week. Soon, Mary starts taking over Frazier's show. So this one should just be called White Guilt, the the episode. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually really enjoyed, and let me get the, the actress's name. Kim Coles. Who's been in... So it's funny. I was trying to remember where I knew her from. And then I really think I know her from this episode. Like, I looked at her filmography and she's been in a ton of TV and a smattering of movies. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I think I just know her from this episode. I mean, she was, I guess, a, a, a character on Living Single, which I, is not something I watched. Uh, I'm not sure if her filmography is uh, aimed at me as a viewer. But, um, yeah. I... Like, this one I didn't find as egregious as the previous one, but, like, I, again, I, I, I appreciated, like, Martin's stance of, like, you're only acting this way towards her because she's black, but I don't think they pulled it off in a good way, especially the end. Uh, yeah, so I wrote down that I actually thought that Martin was wrong, because I was like, I think... I, I, don't, I don't think that Frazier was like, I can't talk to her yeah. because she's... I, like, I, I, I didn't think that was the case, but I was like, well, now you brought it up, so now that's going to yeah, be... Yeah, you think you put that seed into his head. Yeah. That's a good point. And... I, I think the number one thing is Frazier wouldn't do that to a... Like, I mean, she... Her attitude is kind of like, not pushy. She's very kind, but she's also like, when he's like, gives her a free agency to speak she kind of jumps in and push you know is is has a big voice and i think that's just the it's a personality thing so yeah you're probably right i i also i didn't write this down but i thought this that fraser's a terrible manager because i was like you obviously didn't prepare for what your expectations were of her in the role right which and is so you're like, on the air <laughs> yes and like maybe when somebody calls here's the basic facts i need to know name where they're calling from what their problem is so that she's not yeah. going we have maria Who's 36? Like, no. And then also a part of being a manager that people don't think about is you need to be able to give constructive feedback to people. And like, he, he doesn't like, he doesn't know how to do that because his relationship with Roz is one of friendship. So he's mm -hmm. super blunt with her and she, and she like dishes it right back. So I'm like, that's not a typical manager, managee relationship. Right. This is a woman who like has not had a lot of office experience. Anyway, I just, I'm, I've been managing well, she's people. She's had no for the first radio thing. experience. Right, but also she's working at a bakery before this. Like, she hasn't right, worked right, in right. an office where, like, you know. So I was like, this is just all around, like, poor management. Well, I mean, that was interesting to me because it was like, she doesn't know to do this or this, but she knew exactly what buttons to push to bring people on the air in, like, five seconds, <laughs> Dr. Crane. I was like, Quick learner? that's yeah. all the stuff I... I, that's also I feel like I'd be like, what button do I push? When do yeah. I... Like, that's the... I mean, it's easy to learn, but it's, you know... So, I, 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 I don't so know. I, I didn't love that Martin was like, this is exactly why you're afraid to tell her. I was like, Frazier also hates to admit that he's wrong. And since he was so puffing himself up about supporting the second start program and finding somebody and bringing them in, he doesn't want to admit failure. But I was like, I think I, I just, I, I thought, I think Martin was wrong. And then it set up the rest of the episode and that storyline to be, to me, incredibly. Oh, right. Just, yeah. 
I, I also think the way it resolved where he confronted her and said, I wasn't saying this because you were black and her just being like, I can understand that. I was like, that's, oh, I'm like, this is written by a white dude. Like, this is like, it really no- bothered me. I hated that Mary was comforting him. I was like, yeah. this really bothers me. And she was like, if you had, if you had said something, I wouldn't have this. And like, it's okay. Yes. Like you said, white guilt, I'm going to assuage it. And I was like, Ugh! yes, this is, it felt very much written by an all white, uh, writing staff and being like this is what'll happen and blah 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 and like yes you need to address those feelings but I don't think he should have said anything to her he should have done been like I think you need to do this and blah 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 mm-hmm. and leave out any sort of racial whatever like yes. that was that was the writers going like hey I'm a little let's not say racist let's say biased um and then like the the African American community like forgave Frasier, a.k.a. the writers, for anything, you know? Like, that's what it felt like. And it makes me think, because Frasier has been a, as they say in this episode, Lily White show up until now. There's been, I mean, there's been, like, one, I think, waitress at Nervosa of Indian descent. And, like, other than, I mean, there's been very few people of color on this show. And so I feel like this was Frasier being like, okay, we got got a show that we're hip with the times and diversity and NBC's really into this, so let's write a very special episode. Kind of. And that's the problem. We talk about this a lot in uh, my industry because my industry is also very lily white, um, very lily white male, especially. And I think for a long time, you know, in, in a lot of sort of entertainment, there was the idea of, you know, just a minute ago, I went, I don't think I've seen any of these shows because it was like Living Single is a most likely a black show. Like it was the, you know, black show they had or whatever. And then I feel like, oops, I feel like, the way to cover this thing is what they did this episode. Oh, we're not going to have any any people of color in our show or bring on people to write for us. Like, that's where you get good diversity is not just white people telling other mm-hmm. people's stories from what they've noticed. Or, or in this case, apologizing and bringing it forward. And then let's, let's do a count to see when the next Frasier the next you know guest star that's uh, a black person or or asian or hispanic mm-hmm. or whatever you know like it's it's not about that it's about hiring those people into your your uh uh writers pool it's about telling those stories getting that perspective yeah, it, it's, I, yeah. it's like ch- change starts behind the camera yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then it gets like reflected on screen um i, I also wrote down that uh Frazier's impersonation of Mary when he and Niles are doing role play. Of like, oh my God, I forgot about that. I was like, and the audience is losing its mind. And I was for all I know, when this show was first on, I may have like cackled at that. I don't remember, but like maybe yeah, I, yeah. like perhaps I did. Um, and I was just sitting here like, oh my God, like Frazier would get canceled. Not just in the NBC would cancel it, like cancel culture. Frazier would get canceled. I, I just think him, him dropping like the, 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 the for lack of a better term, slave speak. Yeah. You know, when he refer he refers to Niles as, as Massa, I was like, good God. That I can is almost guarantee you at the age of 15, I did not, because I, I watch this with captions now. So now I saw what he said. I guarantee you the age of 15, I did not even know what he said. Like I was probably just like, yeah, I, like, was, I, just, I was probably I, like, he's obviously dropped some very like cultured word that I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, so, I, I, uh, hearing it today though, I was like, "Good night." It was, it was a lot, and like you said, that audience was rolling. I'd be willing to bet the Frasier audience was was pretty, and I love this term now, Lily White itself. Mm-hmm. So, which you have pointed out to me now, anytime I hear the word Lily White, because you pointed out that you and Tara love this, where it's Keegan Michael Key. <laughs> Hang on to your Lily, Lily White, White butts. butts. <laughs> Pretty much what I say. Anytime somebody uses Lily White, I'm always like, hang on to your Lily White butts. And what skit is that from? Is it from Key and It's Keel? from the, the one where it's actually Obama. It's Obama's Oh, uh, it's, it's anger. the correspondence dinner. Yes. Yes. Yes, when he's Obama's anger translator. Yes. Oh my gosh, now I just need to go watch that. Um, I think he talks about that in his Conan O'Brien podcast interview, and it's worth listening to about how like, he was like, how close can I get to him? Like, can I touch him? Like, oh, wait, when, I, wait I've be, listened like, to that. I've, I've listened to that episode. Yeah, it's been a while. Maybe it wasn't yeah. in there. Maybe it was somewhere else, but. Um, I, uh, so, uh, okay, I don't know if I'm, I'm going to now lighten it up a little bit. I do love, A, that mm-hmm. Mary made up Grandpa Willie, but I did love this. <laughs> I did love this saying that Frazier said of, a cat can have kittens in the oven, but that don't make them biscuits. <laughs> I, I loved I that. Loved- 
Yeah. Well, I love when he said it, and then he had like a jump. Like I can't believe yes. I just said that. So that's. Well, it's also uh, reminds me of one of my favorite sayings, which is, uh, "Being in a church don't make you Christian. Just being like a car, just like being in a garage doesn't make you a car." <laughs> so it's almost like I, I like, go to church every Sunday. I'm like, yeah, well, sitting in a garage <laughs> doesn't make you a car. I liked uh, when she's the first thing she says, where she's like, "It's always a good time to start therapy, but locksmiths start charging extra after six. <laughs> I loved that. I This is where I was like, I would 100% listen to a show that Dr. Mary did because when yeah. Fraser's like, well, you know, but let's look at you. Because the woman's like, I think my husband's cheating on me. He's been doing this ever since we first got married. And he's like, a woman who puts up with this has low self-esteem and you should look into counseling. I'm like, no, she, okay, sure. Yes, yeah. uh-huh. she does need counseling. Yes, I agree. Right now, action items are change those locks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought I was shocked at how like... Victim blaming he and part was. part of it is... Well, we've also been watching a lot of the Scientology show. So, like, I'm kind of key. The, the, the big thing there is they teach you to kind of, like, it's your fault. Anything that happens mm-hmm. to you is from a past life, blah, blah, blah. But it's, you know, in, it's the it's the victim blaming. So when mm-hmm. I heard Frazier do that, I was kind of like, wow, like, let's, you know, I, I agree. You can only change yourself. You can only, you can't change other people. You can only change yourself. Mm-hmm. But changing the locks is something you can do yourself. <laughs> like, you know, like, like of confronting them, like her, him being like, well, you need to do a lot of introspection. And I'm like, shut up, dude. Well, I'm <laughs> also like, really that, I'm like that's a next month thing. Like yeah, for now yeah, yeah. she needs like, um, oh. Uh, me, oh, go ahead. Here's another terrible thing. Did you notice that when they brought in the other, um, uh, they brought Paul in a Springer. new producer? Yeah. Yeah. And they were kind of arguing, and then Fraser went and got a bite of something. Was that cornbread? I don't. I don't recall. It looked like cornbread because it was whatever they were eating, and I was like, "Holy moly!" If they were like, "Oh, she just comes in and eats cornbread now," I was like, "Oh no." That's inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, so was... I, I didn't. I didn't notice. I am honestly. I found this episode a little hard to watch. So I at times yes. was like putting away dishes or something. Um, one. Okay, wait. Hang on. Oh, uh, I wrote down when when Niles is showing off his kickboxing skills, where he ultimately ends up <laughs> injuring Daphne. But before he does, when Daphne's like, "I'm just gonna move this chihuly really quick, or I'm gonna take this and clean it," I was like, "Chihuly." Do you you know about Chihuly, the like glass artist who does all of the? Um, you're looking at me very blankly. I take it you were not at all in Dallas when Chihuly was a thing at the Arboretum, and it like took over the Arboretum no. for like a year. No, it was I don't like Chihuly. Okay. When you said that, you. I was like thinking of Tzatziki. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, that is a condiment. This is not right. Um, yes, that's I was like. Oh, she, were they eating Tzatziki? Like that's what I was thinking. He's a Seattle-based artist who does like glass sculptures, oh. basically, and, and they're so cool and pretty. You know the ceiling of the Bellagio lobby. Oh, is, no kidding. That's just Chihuly. Yeah. Wow. And so he did these big sculptures that were the, it traveled around the country, but they were at the Arboretum in Dallas for about a year. And like every single person who lived in Dallas went to the Chihuly exhibit at one time or another. Like the Arboretum mm. made so much money off of that exhibit. But so anyway, now anytime I, anytime, I think his name's Dale Chihuly, actually. Anytime I see like Chihuly or it's mentioned, I'm always like, oh. So when Frazier, when they mentioned it, yeah, I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, I, I know that. And I am a fan and I am cultured. <laughs> I, I, I will say that I really enjoyed Chuck and I hope he comes back. I don't know if he comes back. He seemed like a one note character, but it really, yeah, I just thought it was I think funny. We got Partly the... because I had that speech impediment growing up, which was very hard because my name's Ryan. Is it just me or did he have several speech impediments? Yes. It, it was a like lot it, of. Yeah. It yes. was both R's and like L's or something. Yeah. And... Yeah. Um, when I was when I was in first or second grade, I went to a friend's birthday party and someone was there I didn't know. And they're like, I'm so and so. What's your name? I'm like, Wyan. And they're like, Wyan, is your name Willie Wyan? And I punched oh. him in the face and my parents went, well, I guess we should take him to speech therapy. <laughs> I started that next week. Oh, 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 goodness. Um, well. <laughs> Um, I feel like I had something else I was going to say. Oh, so when they were, when Mary was talking about how like, you know, she ended up at the second start program and everything. And Fraser's like, Oh yeah. Well, it reminds me when I was in Harvard and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, but I I bet you didn't have to walk through metal detectors to get to class. I had metal detectors at my high school. I walked through them almost every day. I, I also feel like that was written in a way that was so like, 
aren't we still like I don't know. It just well, said that. also I was in high school. Like I was in my freshman year of high school when this show came on. I was walking through metal detectors oh, yeah. every day. So it's like, yep, yeah, there was. And and were you really? Was I really walking through metal detectors? Was I yeah, really I just. School? Oh, no. I also forgot you're in high school four years after I'm in high school, which, I mean, I feel like could be a not a huge difference, but, like, that's around the time when I think they make that change where more and more of them have them. Um, yeah, no, I, I had metal detectors in high school, and they've been there for a while. Like, I mean, it wasn't like my freshman year mm. was the first year they had them. Maybe they knew you were coming. Um. <laughs> yes, me from my Lily White private school. Um. Did we did we talk about how the show they were going to replace was their Let's Go Camping with Dan and Jenna? Oh, what happened to them? They don't know. Yeah, they don't know. And he said so dismissively, they don't know. Um, and it moved on, yes. Um, the Literally, the only other thing I had was I love a frosted beer mug. Oh, man. Do you, I remember, the, do you remember those mugs? I mean, I think they still sell them, but I don't see them as popular anymore. They had the water in, in, in the oh, mug. There's one right over there. Because during, during like, someday during the pandemic, like, they were in, like, a back, we cleaned out the freezer. I think probably after the freeze, we were checking everything, and I went, oh, these are in here. And I got really <laughs> excited and was like, I'm going to drink a lot of stuff out of this. It's a Shiner Bach one. Tara has one that I think is an Irish, like, four-leaf clover. She probably, we probably got around St. Patrick's Day. But, yeah, um, but I used to love, like, I don't know why it just takes me back to a very specific time growing up, but I think, uh... You know, my dad would every once in a while we go out to eat, just me and him, and he'd always get a frosty mug of so- of something at Chili's. Yes. Oh, yes. I, I have memories of getting frosty mugs of root beer, which, mm-hmm. like, for some reason just made the root beer taste so amazing. And you know I, what? It's I, just... I have the mindset that, and this is more, I think, in D.C., I don't see it here as much, but places that sell those huge mugs of beer or, like, boots of beer and stuff, mm-hmm. where, like, you can buy, like, a liter of beer... Those need to come in frosted mugs because by the time you get to the bottom, like third of that beer, it's like room temperature. But I wonder if they would remain frosted at that point. I think I think making one that's the, that like you said, where it's the the vacuum with water in inside of it might be mm-hmm. a good idea. Yeah, that's but, true. Uh, basically, all they do is just mist it up and put it in the freezer. That's all they do for frosted mugs. I, no, oh, I, I know. Like Uncle Gary, I believe has like frosted mugs before. Of like, course uncle gary has frosted mugs that's yes. exactly what he has yes he'll like you know <laughs> frost some mugs before he puts them into the into the freezer for beers but yeah um as as someone else who has lived like you know elsewhere in the country i you know i think it was there's more of a difference like me in, in illinois than maryland and texas but do you find your beer drinking habits are different like i when i was in illinois and it was winter I would drink stouts like crazy. Mm-hmm. And then like my coming back to Texas, all I never want to drink a dark beer anymore. I just want something that's cool and refreshing and typically can be served at a lower temperature. I just like that's why frosted mugs I think are like so ingrained in me is growing up in Texas. So it's funny you ask that because no, I am very oh. well known, not well known, but like my one of my favorite <laughs> beers ever is uh, by Right Proper, the small brewery in DC. And it's called Haxon and it's brewed with espresso beans. And like mm. I love in winter when it is even the slightest bit chilly, I want a dark beer. I like I I, had, I drank a dark beer last Thursday night. Like it, it, it was, oh, it, was yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like in the fifties outside. And I drank I drank a dark beer. Like it was just so good. Um, and but as soon as soon. As it is like, oh, it's a nice day and I don't need a jacket. I can't have a dark beer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I, I think if I, I have find a... a... Like, I had a Zilker milk stout, coffee milk stout in my fridge that I found in, like, July, left over from the winter. And I was like, why well, I, I can't drink this? <laughs> yeah. Like, if I go to a new brewery, it's like, I can either have nine Pilsners or one stout. And it's, it has nothing to do with, like, the alcohol content. It's just, like, I drink a stout and I go... I feel good. All right. Well, that's it for today. That's where a flight comes in handy. Like I will have, I will add a stout or a porter, really a porter. I don't drink a lot of stout, but I'll, I'll add a porter to like my, um, to a flight. And like, I'm like, that's all I want. That's perfect. That's perfect. So, uh, I mean, luckily a lot of the breweries around here do really good. Like lots of nitro stouts or porters Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. stuff. So Anyway, but yeah, I mean, as soon as it gets to be the slightest bit warm, I don't want a dark beer at all. I mean, it's same for red wine. I love red wine, and, and then a switch flips in me, and red wine sounds terrible, and white wine sounds like the best thing ever, and then the same thing happens when it gets cooler. A switch flips, and white wine, like, makes me gag. Ooh, 
ooh, that's why I like a rosé, because it's good either time. <laughs> Should we go ahead and rate this episode? Yeah, uh, you know, I think because it had different, uh, you know, it had some okay uh, uh, secondary elements, it was a little more entertaining to watch for me than the first one, but not by a whole lot. Like the whole uh, Niles kicking Daphne on accident and then Martin and her milking his guilt for a long time. I did like the bit where he's like, I'm going to sleep. And she goes, he goes, ever since he gave me those, he gives me the mints and the chocolate. She's like, I don't get those. He's like, you got to fill out the little card. Oh my gosh. I loved that. I also, you know what I also really liked about this whole storyline? That mm-hmm. there was no Daphne Niles romance element to it. Yes. I like, I, I just, I, I feel like that seems very normal. Like Niles is with Mel. He's very happy with her. Daphne's engaged to Donnie. Like mm-hmm. this is how, I mean, yes, she now knows that he was in love with her at least. Like th- this yeah, is, this, yeah, this yeah. seems like normal. They would still have to interact on a regular basis and she wouldn't always be like, <gasps> so. I do feel like that's, that's what, what episode of the season is this? 15? Yeah. So 16, I feel like, 16. Okay. So we're a little past the halfway mark. We've got eight episodes so left. This has got to be where it's heading then, in my opinion. This is my... Okay. Remember when I used to give predictions and now I'm like... <laughs> I'm just like, ah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that happens. But um, spe- speaking of, uh, back when you used to do other things and three years ago we started our podcast, Craniacs, we had our three-year podcast anniversary a few we weeks did. ago. And we let it slip right by us. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's also kind of like the day we started producing the things in the day we started like actually releasing them i don't know did we do some back a couple of them like backlog them like did we do a couple episodes and then release them or well we did like yes we i think we did an episode zero that was just a hey here's what this podcast is gonna be about and then i think we recorded two and pushed those live mm-hmm. so like we had three ready to go right but, right, right. but i count our podcast up anniversary as like the day we started recording which was i think like march 3rd or something because it comes up on my facebook memories every year because you were like yep. posting about it well, happy um, anniversary, Laurel. Yeah, happy happy anniversary, Ryan. What's the what's the three year anniversary gift? I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up. Three year. Well, while you're doing that, I'm gonna give this one four uh, little comment cards for Niles, and say I thought it was a little bit better than the previous one, but uh, not enough to really take it past the midpoint mark, which is the difference between a uh, rewatchable Frasier episode to me and a never see it again. I'm also gonna give this one four, um, really only because. Dr. Mary ends up like with a, a good gig out of this. Roz um, gets a raise, I think. Does she still get that 20% raise that I, Kenny I think was talking so, about? Yeah. Okay, for some reason, the. Okay, there you are. I was like, I lost your window. Um, I, I give it four Chihuly Bowls. I'm just like so tickled about that Chihuly Bowl. Um, and also, the three year anniversary, traditional three year anniversary gift is leather, <laughs> which is a symbol, a symbol of the marriage reaching a stage of flexible durability. But the modern third anniversary gift is crystal or glass which has special beauty it's still fragile but both both are significant representations of a maturing <laughs> marriage so i mean i know we, we i hate mar- both of the descriptions i hate uh, i just like leather did not make me think like ah oh, yes like flexible durability Zip. Made, me, <laughs> yeah. made me think of bondage so yeah, yeah. <laughs> i got um, you this gimp mask i'm <laughs> just like hmm and then uh glass i mean yeah ryan why aren't you giving me glass just actually y'all gave me a coffee mug for christmas so that's That's ceramic which i feel like has its own oh a ceramic not a type of glass is it isn't well i guess i was gonna say isn't made from sand but then glass is made from sand i don't know Uh silicon i don't know Eh, who knows um hey if you know what ceramic is made from (laughs) hit us up on one of our many many forms of social media media we are craniacs at gmail.com that's c-r-a-n-e-i-a-c-s uh at craniacs on twitter craniacs of fraser podcast on facebook check it out and uh review us wherever you're listening to us we can you can find us on spotify itunes google podcasts stitcher overcast all sorts of different things wherever you're listening to your podcasts if, they, if they're able to give us a review, give us the highest review possible. It really helps us out. If you're thinking about giving us a four-star or lower review, Laurel might have a better use of your time. Yes, I do, folks. You know I'm all about letting you know what shows you need to get on the bandwagon for before they end, um, often right before their last season <laughs> starts. Well, here I am with another recommendation. Um, I believe I, I've probably talked about the show before. I'd be surprised if I haven't. But its last season is starting next month, and that show is Younger. Uh, I think that it's now going to be on Paramount Plus, Ugh. 
or but also on Hulu. <laughs> um, I usually just buy a season pass from Amazon, and then every morning, like after a show, after an episode airs, Amazon emails me and is like, "Hey, a new episode of Younger's ready for you to download," and it's great. So, anyway, there's lots of ways to watch it. I know that the pre previous seasons are on Hulu. It stars Sutton Foster, that you know Broadway star, um, and she plays a woman who lies about her age um, after she gets divorced to get a job as an assistant at a publishing house and has to like see how far she can keep that lie going. Um, it is so, so much smarter than it needs to be, so much funnier than it needs to be. Um, it, it does the work, I should say. Like, it tackles the Me Too, Me Too movement at one point. Um, it's, it tackles, like, obviously ageism and um, lots of topics, but also still is just such a funny, smart show, girl power. It also has Hilary Duff. Don't let that sway you if you don't like her. She's actually decent in it. It has lots of, lots of great... Um, people including a supporting character who I am like two or three degrees of separation from two degrees, I would say of separation from. So, um, in real life. So I feel very with it, but anyway, younger, I believe it's the seventh season that is starting next yeah. month. Um, it's been on each season's like 10 to 12 episodes. So it's not a huge lift 30 minute episodes. They oh, will okay, fly okay. by. Um, I was just like six seasons. Like I thought it was like full 20, some odd episodes. I, oh, like, I feel wow. like no, t no TV show that's unless it's on a network, I feel like it's a full, you know, 12 ep or 20, ep 24 episodes anymore. But anyway, just Ooh, watch Debbie younger. Mazar. Please tell me, let me know if you're team Charles or team Josh. And, um, I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Well, yeah, guys, check that out. Uh, is Paramount Plus what used to be CBS All Access? Yes, and I have to say their messaging around that was terrible because I didn't realize until the day of the Harry and Meghan interview with Oprah that they were the same, that CBS All Access became Paramount yeah. Plus. And you and I had already recorded the whole episode talking about the reboot, so I was like... Uh, so yeah, check that out, and uh, until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all.